What a what a grateful what a grateful time it is to be in the house of God today. Amen. We had an awesome service on Friday, and I would just expect that that God would continue to do some special things. Amen. As we're going to be talking about uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. I just ask that we all would stand and and just lift up our hands and, and ask God to be in this house. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, God. God, I thank you for what you've been pouring into your body, Lord Jesus. And I ask, God, that you would help us to receive what you've been pouring into your body, God. Help us to see things that you, the way that you see them, God. Help us to get our, our vision out of the way, Lord, but to allow our, our eyes to see the way that you see, Lord Jesus. Help your, help your word to, to land on our hearts as good ground today, Lord, and help us to receive it, God. Let it just not go out one ear and out the other, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Let your anointing flow in this house, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. I have a, one setting of Scripture to open with. We've been breaking down... Um, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, which are the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. For those that have not been here, we've been breaking down the principles of the doctrine of Christ are like the elements. It's the basis of, of our entire uh, understanding of who Christ is in our life, but not only who Christ is, but what we fulfill in obedience by taking on those principles. Amen. And we've been breaking down the portion where it talks about the laying on of hands, which is in reality just the, the spiritual gifts or the operation that God does through His body. Amen. So I want to, we broke down every gift except for the discerning of spirits, prophecy, and the working of miracles. And today I'll be talking about the working of miracles. Amen. Last week we talked about healing and we understand that it's not our faith in the healing that makes it happen, but it's our faith in Jesus Christ that makes that healing take place. Amen. There's nothing that I can do to, to help or, or to, to facilitate God doing what He's going to do because He's going to do it. But what He does is He works on our faith in who? In Him that He can do it. Amen. It's not our own power. It's not our own works. There's nothing that I could do to earn uh, the ability to heal somebody. But God in His sovereign ability heals people because He's faithful. Because God is faithful to His Word. We see in the Old Testament all the types and shadows of all the times that God has done healing. Amen? And what we know, what's His nature? He's Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. He's, his nature is healing. His nature is working miracles. Why? Because He's a faithful God and He upholds His Word not only in the Old Testament, but He fulfills it in the New Testament. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12, 4-11 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are uh, diversities of operations, but is the same God that, worketh, that which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. 
For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. That's a promise for all of us that we will operate one way or another in these gifts. Amen. It says why God gives the Spirit to do what? And the, and the gifts itself, it's to profit with all. Why? What are we profiting? We're profiting off the kingdom of God. We're profiting for the kingdom of God. Amen. So God is working through us. And uh, I broke it down uh, last week, but he broke down the, the uh, ability. Amen. It's an investment. That word profit is an investment. God is, in, is investing into his body by the operation of the gifts. Amen. I wanted to show you what all the, all the ones with the stars next to them we've, we've went through, uh, except for gift of discernment. I don't know why I put a star on that one. <laughs> I think I copied and pasted it from there. Amen. But we have prophecy and uh, gift of discernment left after we, talking, after we talk about the working of miracles today. Has anybody ever had a miracle happen in their life? I have. I have. Uh, before I want to get really started in, in breaking down some things, I just want a couple people just to testify of some miraculous things that God's done in your life. Whoever wants to go, go ahead. Sister Heather. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? Go ahead, Sister Cheryl. Amen. Praise God. That's awesome. Brother Manuel.
Praise God. That's Praise God. Let, why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for all the miracles that He's done in this house? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How awesome is that? Amen. That's just a couple stories. Bro, go ahead, Brother Mario. God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. I've had, I've had multiple miracles happen in my life. I've had no money. All of a sudden, money appears. I've had no gas, and somehow my gas gauge doesn't move. I, I've had God work. And the thing is, is that God works miracles in our lives all the time. All the time. And sometimes it's later down the road that we realize God had his hand on me. God performed a miracle, and I didn't even realize it at the time. But later down the road, we still get to give God praise, amen, for, for those miracles that he's done for us. Because the awesome thing is, is that we don't deserve it. None of us deserve miracles. None of us deserve for signs and wonders to follow us where we go because we believe in him. Amen. But God is faithful to his word and what his word says is going to come to pass. You can hold God to his word because he's going to be faithful to it. Amen. He is a holy and sovereign God who he's never going to lie. He's never going to cheat you. He's never going to leave you abandoned. We will go through suffering because his word says this Christian life is going to have persecution. It's going to have suffering. Just because you haven't been healed doesn't mean that that's not the plan of God. Just because you haven't received your special miracle when you're broke as a joke and you got nothing, that God doesn't have you in his purpose and his will at the time. Let me tell you this, that God is a sovereign worker. Amen. Regardless of what the outcome is, he's still good. We get, uh, people get so focused, uh, this word of faith movement and all these things that, oh, just because we're suffering, oh, we're not doing good enough. Or because we're suffering, I haven't uh, allowed myself to become righteous enough to, to deserve good things in my life. Let me tell you this, that God is so much greater than that false conception that just because we have suffering, that, he, that he's not good. He's still good. He's still good even through when, uh, when we got stuff going on in our lives. Amen. When we're broken, when, we're, when your back's thrown out at Wacon and you're not able to worship like you want to. Amen. Or you're not able to sleep or whatever the cause may be. God is still good. And you know what it takes to think that God is still good? It takes faith. And faith, with faith, God is able to do anything. 
The scripture says that the only thing that stopped God from continuing to move, not that we stop God, but God is going to continue to move. But our faith can hinder what God is going to do in a special moment. Our faith can hinder uh, what God's going to do in a special moment because unbelief is what stopped the healing of many people inside of the New Testament. Amen. You cannot tell me that our faith doesn't do something because let me tell you this. Our faith is able to move mountains. Amen. The scripture says that the faith of a mustard seed is able to do what? Move mountains. It might be a, it might be a, a Honda Accord mountain. It might be a, a struggle in your life mountain. Amen. But the faith of a mustard seed, God giving you the faith that he gives you, he gives you the ability to move those mountains in your life. Don't forget that. Don't forget the faith that God has given you. He's given you a measure of faith. Do not forget that. Amen. Friday night, the, uh, the operation of the spirit was moving during that whole service and a couple, uh, many gifts were operating that evening and it's so awesome to see. God moving in that way. Uh, I've been very intentional with what I've been teaching for Sunday school because I want to see it. I want to see God hold himself up to his word. I want him to I want to see miracle signs and wonders happen. And amen. What happened on Friday? We had a couple people get healed. We had tongues and interpretation move. We had the gift of faith operating in the house. There was gifts of healing taking place. Amen. Praise God. How awesome is that? That he responded to his word. Amen. It's, it's no mistake that we're going through this stuff. And then all of a sudden we see it. God's starting to operate and, and move in, in faith and in people in ways that they've never been able to operate. Why? Because they're learning. Because they're understanding. And once we get an understanding of the word of God, then we're able to move on it. Then we're able to operate on the word because... Now it's within our spirit. Now it's stirring within our mind. Now it's stirring within our spirit that, oh, God's given me the ability to, uh, for him to work through me and, and do these things. Yes, he has. He has. Don't be afraid to operate. If God is uh, putting something in you to operate in a, a spiritual gift, just do it. It doesn't matter how it sounds. It doesn't matter uh, what the result may be, but it's your faith that's what allows God to move through you. Amen. So don't forget about that. The supernatural is not something that I can get up here and teach you. But the supernatural is something that I can use the word of God to explain what the supernatural is. And God does his part. Amen. I can't explain to you. Uh, I, this isn't a school of healing or... Uh, like things that you see on, on YouTube or whatever. This isn't, this isn't that because I can't teach you how to do it because I'm not the one who gives the gifts. Amen. But Jesus is the one who gives the gifts. All I can do is just show you what the Word says about it, how it operates within the Word, how it operates in uh, today, how the gifts operate today. Amen. And so uh, as we are talking about miracles Miracle signs and wonders happen. We've had multiple people express in this place that they've had miracles in their life. God's not done with miracles. He's not done with signs and wonders. Amen. 
He's a supernatural God still. I don't care what uh, the world may say or, or Christendom about the, the moving of God. I've seen way too many people receive the Holy Ghost. I have seen way too many miracles happen. I've seen way too many healings happen for you to tell me that, oh, God's not doing that anymore. You can go ahead and, and, and think that all you want. <laughs> Amen. Talking about miracles, there's two words that the, the Scripture used for uh, the working and the miracles, amen. I want to break down the, the word for working, amen. Uh, Brother Isaac hit on it a little bit on Friday, and the week before I hit on it for the word fervent, amen, with the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. The word working is energy mata, which uh, translates into energies or activities. Amen. And, and uh, often these definitions we get for these words uh, in the Greek to English come from uh, not only philosophy, but theology in the Greek. Amen. And it refers to the active manifestation or the operation of divine power. That's what's happening when miracles are taking place. It's not uh, just some crazy thing happening. It's literally the power of God manifesting and changing the way that God had already intended for creation to operate. But God in His power is changing it in front of us and doing it according to His will and His purpose at that time. He's literally shifting the way that creation was made to do what? To do miraculous things, to get glory for himself. Amen. We also were talking about the word energeo, which is the same word used for uh, that fervency, which means a fire. Amen. There's, there's a fire and there's uh, an, a, an aspect of that where uh, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, that that word also means uh, a tool. The power of God is a tool that he uses specifically to do things to operate. Amen. It's an operation. God has some tools. I talked about this two weeks ago again. But if I have a hammer, there's a couple different types of hammers that I can hammer a nail in with. Amen. There's a flat, there's a flat, uh, flat hammer. There's a waffle uh, hammer. There's a couple different types of hammers. But I got to use the right hammer Amen. To be able to hit a nail in, I can't use a brick hammer to hit a nail in because the tip of that hammer is only about this big. Amen. But God operates these tools. God is the one who's operating these through us. Amen. And he's manifesting his power. When we operate in the gift or the working of miracles, amen, it is God manifesting his power and operating through us as his tools. Amen. To let his will and his purpose come to pass through that. Amen. I want to be fervent in using these gifts. I want to be fervent and not afraid to be able to uh, let God use me in whatever way, in whatever aspect that he wants to use me. Amen. Thinking about this word working, there's a laboring to it. Working is, is work. There's some exertion taking place. There's some gas burning, you could say, amen, to be able for this thing to take place. And 
The laboring involved with the miraculous is only what God can do. There's nothing that I can do to facilitate it. There's nothing uh, that I can do to make the miraculous take place. But when you align yourself with the purpose of God, it's all of a sudden you have a key to the doorknob that's been locked and the miraculous opens up and God starts to use His power through you. Amen? Because we have the key. If we think about Peter, God gave Peter the keys to the kingdom to do what? Unlock the door for everybody to be able to enter in. Amen. And when God uses us in, in spiritual gifts, it's not that we all have one specific gift that we work in. We can all work in all these gifts at different times. It's not that God shuts the, 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 uh, the, the venue off from being able to work in them, but God uses you in specific times for specific things. We think about the fivefold ministry that God could use you as a prophet somewhere else. God could use you as a teacher in this place. God could use you as an apostle to a group and set of people. Amen. But the working of miracles, God can use you in a time where you probably don't expect it. You could be at the store. You could be uh, down the street. You could be in downtown Portland. Amen. On your break at work and God wants you to pray for that uh, homeless person crying in the corner. You don't know when God's going to use you. But allow yourself to be used as that tool to be able to operate in that. Amen. God gave Peter the, the, the keys to the kingdom, and guess what he did? He went up and preached the very message that enabled everybody to be a part of the church. And God wants to use you with those keys to be able to operate in the supernatural. Amen. To do things for his, uh, what is Philippians 2.13 says, for, his good which, uh, for it is God which worketh in both to will and to do of His good pleasure. That's why He gives the gifts. It's not just so we can uh, go flaunt around and say, oh, I have all nine spiritual gifts. Which gifts do you have? It's, it's silly. If you hear people do that, it's, it's, it's silly. I'm, it's silly. But God is a miracle worker. Amen. Amen? If we look at the word miracle, the word miracle We've talked about this word before, but it's the word dudamus. We've heard that word before. I talked about what we have to do once we're initially changed by the born-again experience, and that is to walk in what? The power of God. So the working of miracles is the working or the moving or the God working in power. God doing miraculous things through His power. Amen. And what does His power do? It shows us His greatness. His power shows us how good He is. Amen. God is able. And not only is He able, if we look at the root word or the etymology for the word uh, dunamis, it's dunamai, which means can or am able. So not only is He a worker of power, but He's a worker of ability to do and show His power. Amen. God can do it. His Word says it right there that He can do it. And not only can He do it, He's able because He's immutable. You can't stop God. Amen. God's going to do what God's going to do. Amen. Amen. 
He's a miracle working God who's in the business. Yeah, I'll have one. Thank you. Of getting glory for moving in the spiritual gifts and in the miraculous. Amen. We look at the Old Testament. There's a generally a Hebrew word that is used uh, in the Septuagint, which is the Greek Old Testament. Amen. So we often have a, some sort of parallel to be able to see between the Greek and the Hebrew. Amen. And one uh, aspect of God's miraculous working power in the Old Testament, I think this one's really interesting that this word's used here, amen, and it's the word too hard in Genesis 18 and 13 through 14, talking about when Abraham, or when God was telling Abraham and Sarah that she was going to have a child at 90, up 10 years old, <laughs> amen, and it says, and the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Is anything too hard for God? Nothing is. What did we just learn? That word literally means can and able. Nothing. When God says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's how a prophet operates. Amen. When a prophet says, this is going to happen. But the interesting with the prophet is he also says, if. If. There's always an if factor with, with what God's trying to do. There's some things that God's going to do regardless. But sometimes there's an if factor. And what did Abraham do? He went straight up out of the way and did exactly what God said not to do. And has a baby with his handmaiden. Amen. Is anything too hard for God? But we have to learn from that sometimes. We, may, we mess up. And sometimes we forget about how faithful God is. Sometimes we forget about his miraculous working power when you're 99 years old and God says you're going to have a baby and you say, yeah, right. But God has a purpose in that. It's not that God's uh, trying to make your life too hard. But what he's doing, amen, is trying to get the glory in your life by saying, here's the miraculous, and this is what I'm going to do in your life. God gives us all a calling. God gives us all things to fulfill within our relationship with him. And the awesome thing is, is that is a miracle because we don't deserve it. But his grace and his mercy is the very thing, amen, that miraculously gives us power to do His will, amen. If we look at the word uh, pala in the, the uh, Hebrew, that is the word there used for too hard, which means marvelous or miracles or performing, uh, making separate, wonderful, wondrous, amen. And when we think about how or why that's translated to that in the English, I'm not sure, amen, but this is a good old King James and the, uh, I think it was the Presbyterians translating this. But is anything too wondrous for God? Is anything too powerful for God? No, amen. He is the wonder-working God. 
He's the miracle-working God. That, that too hard there, I think, isn't translated very well because what it should say is anything too marvelous for God that he can't do to make uh, Sarah have a baby at that age. Amen. If we look at the word Paula in the Hebrew, we can break down the, the Hebrew letters here. I uh, copied and pasted them off the Internet so you could actually see them. But that's what the pictographs look like, amen? So pay is originally represented as an open mouth or signifies the, the speech or the vocalization or expression, amen? We look at the word, the letter Lamed, it symbolizes the, the shepherd's staff representing the authority of God, teaching or the leading of God, amen? And the Aleph, the Aleph represents an ox head but is also associated with the strength, the power of who God is and what He is. What is He? The greatest leader that we could ever have. Amen. So we could, break, we could put these things together and we could see that the vocalized expression or the, what God says or the proclamation of His wondrous works under the authority and leading of God's divine strength. That is what wonders are. God can use our voice. I've said this over and over, but all of these gifts use you. All of these gifts use me. And not only does it use me, but it uses the most unruly member of you. It uses the most unruly member of me, which is this right here. Brother Steve Stacy talked about it. Pastors talked about it. I've talked about it. But God uses the mouth, the most unruly member of a man, amen, and he tames it with the Holy Ghost. He tames the tongue, amen, and guess what? When he tames the tongue, not only does he tame it, but now he's using it for his purpose. That's what the taming of the tongue is, amen, is he's taking that shepherd's staff, amen, and he's taming that tongue and teaching that tongue no longer to operate in the evil and the bad things that would want to flow out of it. But now he's using it for his purpose. Why? To edify the body of Christ. To edify this group of people. Amen. If we think about miracles, it's not just arms or legs growing or receiving the check in the mail. But it's God's power being exhausted to us. And then we learn from it. There's a learning process what happens with these gifts. Amen. When God is speaking to his people, we receive the exhortation. Amen. When, uh, like on Friday, when the tongues and interpretation moves, not only is it ex exhorting, which means it makes you want to praise God and, and worship him, but it also lets you learn some things. Amen. There's a revelatory thing that comes down and all of a sudden we become edified as a body. Because God is speaking specifically one thing to a group of people that need to operate and go in a certain direction. Amen. God used people that you would never expect that God would use to facilitate His purpose. God used a donkey. Uh, and God brought to my mind Rahab. God used Rahab, and she was a harlot. God used Rahab in the operation 
of a miracle. Why? To bring the walls of Jericho down. Amen. That in itself was an Old Testament miracle. And when God moves in the miraculous, it doesn't just affect one person. Have you ever been to a hospital and somebody gets healed? All those doctors are affected by it. All those doctors somehow facilitated the, uh, the proof that God did a miracle. Why? Because they get to see with their own eyes all of a sudden, like in Mario's situation. Why is, his, why is, his skit, why is he healing so fast? Or in Brother Joe's situation, why is my back immediately healed and I go to doctors and I don't have to get a surgery anymore? Like in Brother Manuel's situation with his back. Amen. God uses uh, the miraculous, amen, to bring people. Not only to edify the body of Christ, amen, we see healings and, and miraculous things happen on the street. Uh, but I talked about this last week, that the greatest miracle is their soul to be saved. The greatest miracle for anybody, amen, is their soul to be saved. People focus so much on other people getting healed and, and receiving miracles and stuff like this. I want that too. I want them to receive a miracle. But the greatest miracle they could ever receive is salvation. The greatest miracle they could ever receive is confidence in the Word of God for themselves and to understand, I need to be baptized. I need to receive the Holy Ghost. I need to take part in what the Word of God says for my life. Amen. God wants to consume all of us. Not just a little bit. Not just a, a, a small part of us. Amen. But He wants to consume all of us. Amen. 1 Kings 18, 36-39 talks about the miracle of Elijah when he was talking to the prophets of Baal. And this is a miracle. This is a miracle. Amen. Let me read this. And it came to pass... At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned uh, their heart back again. And then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Amen. It was miraculous power of God operating through the prophet. So he was able to move in the miraculous. Amen. And the prophet utters the word of God. The prophet uh, was able to speak. Amen. And he was able to speak before these people. And guess what? By the faith of God and God operating through him, wanted to show the majesty of God to let these people know it's not Baal, but it's the God of Israel. Wet wood does not burn. Stones don't really burn. Uh, water doesn't burn. <laughs> Amen. We, there was a moat of water uh, 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 around this, this, this uh, sacrificial table. Amen. 
Everything was soaked with water. Everything, uh, everything that could be defied by the laws of physics took place in that moment. And as I said, God is in the miraculous business to show you that he has power. And that not only is it power, so much power that he can change and, and uh, manipulate his creation so much to a point that fire falls down from heaven, consumes wet wood, wet stones, wet water, and shows his power through it. Amen? Amen. And he fully consumes the altar. And it reminds me of us. Our altar has to be completely consumed, amen, by the fire of God. Any stones that we got, any, anything left over, amen, God has to consume that, amen. We think about Moses, Exodus 4, 10 through 12 says, And Moses said unto the Lord, Oh, oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither uh, heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, who has made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and I will teach thou what to say. I already said it, but God controls the most unruly member of us. And what did he do for Moses? He controlled his tongue. God controlled his tongue. And what Moses did in obedience to the word of God was showed up before Pharaoh and miracles take place. All of a sudden, his, uh, he has leprosy on his hand. All of a sudden, there's snakes coming off of his staff. All these things happening. Those are miraculous things. You can't explain that. Amen. The, the, uh, it says that the uh, magicians of, of Pharaoh can uh, some sort of imitate what was happening. But the miracle in itself was to show that he was really God, to show that he was holy, to show that he was righteous. Amen. John 2, 1 through 11 talks about the marriage of Cana of Galilee, and that's the first miracle, recorded miracle in the book of John. Jesus wasn't ready, you could say, to do what he was going to do at that place. He told his own mother, she was begging him, saying, Lord, do what you, uh, son, do what, do what you do. I, I know you're going to do it, Jesus, because you sat in the temple and said that, you know, you did all this stuff and, and all, this, all these things took place. I, I can see that you're smart and I know that you're God for sure in, in some aspect. And she said, they don't have any wine. They don't have uh, something to, to celebrate the evening. And guess what he does? He fills up the water pots with water, and it turns into wine. And the last recorded uh, miracle in the book of John was when the disciples were on the water fishing again. They were all doing what they used to do doing their old thing. They're trying to catch some fish and they're fishing all night and didn't catch nothing. Both occasions have to do, uh, have nothing to do uh, with being able to operate in our, in our own power. 
Nobody could have turned, nobody could have made wine. And they couldn't have caught fish if they even tried. They tried. They couldn't catch any fish. But I want to remind you, we cannot operate on our own power. We can't try to go to our old life and try to catch fish again. I can't go and try to start a, a metal band again and go on tour and do all that. Why? Because it's going to profit me nothing. It's going to profit me nothing. Amen. But when I know what God's able to do, and I allow myself to align with that, <laughs> all of a sudden I hear Jesus say, cash net on the other side. And I have more fish than I can even bargain to even comprehend in my life. They didn't have any wine, but as soon as Jesus steps on the scene and says, okay, I'm going to do it, he does it. God wants you to trust him. And God wants you to operate in what he wants you to operate in when he asks you to operate. And the most important thing of that is being aligned with him. The most important thing of that, amen, is being aligned with his purpose. The interesting thing about that last miracle is uh, after that miracle takes place, Jesus asks Peter this question three times, and Peter responds, uh, or Peter asks Jesus, uh, he gives three responses, and Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes. His response is, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. You don't have to be a shepherd to feed the sheep. You can just be in, in the field with these people, going out and, and doing whatever we have to do for the kingdom of God. You can feed the sheep. It's not just pastor. It's not just me. It's not just Brad or Brother George or Joe. God calls us all to feed the sheep. God calls us all to take place in this. Every man is given the spirit, what? To profit with all. It's no miracle that, it's no miracle that, that uh, it is a miracle that God gives us this ability. It is a miracle. Do you love the miraculous and what God's done for you? Amen. Has he filled you with new wine? <laughs> so much so that I, I can't contain it. Amen. He's, he's put new wine in old wineskin. Amen. And you know what that does? It makes you burst and it makes you fervent and it makes you work for the kingdom. It might be hard. It might be difficult. But I promise you this. What's the end goal? It's heaven. The end goal. The end goal is in sight. But if we lose that, that side of where God's trying to take us, we'll lose it. But just like the fish in the boat, who are you bringing with you? How many fish do you got in your net? How many uh, sheep are you feeding? Amen. We're all called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But what does he give us the Holy Ghost to do? He gives us power to be a witness for his kingdom. Why don't we all stand? Hallelujah. Why don't we just lift our hands and, and just worship him for a short amount of time. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Help us to operate in your purpose, Lord Jesus. 
with you in the house, God, with you in sight, Jesus, with nothing else, God, but your purpose and your kingdom, God. Help the, the scales to fall off the eyes, God, of those who have scales on the eyes, Lord Jesus. Lord, let the blind see, Jesus. Let the operation of the spiritual gifts operate, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be sensitive in your purpose. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.